Awesome. Who's excited? It's with great pleasure, and stay standing to your feet, that I'm going to welcome our guest speaker this morning, Pastor Nick LaGreta. Nick LaGreca. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. <laughs> now, just before he comes up, I want to brag on him a little, because uh, Nick was the youth pastor at C3 Oxford Falls. It's probably 15 years ago now, when our youth would go over for a conference called Phenomena. And they'd come back raving about this, this couple, uh, Nick and Stacey LaGreca, who looked after them, who preached, who prayed, who prophesied, who encouraged and built up them a, as youth. And he was probably part of the inspiration that they came back, started a youth band and, and all sorts of things. But Nick and Stacey have gone from being the, the youth leaders at Oxford Falls to actually at one stage being the youth and kids leaders at Oxford Falls, which was a big ask. And now they are the families pastors at C3 Oxford Falls, but also the C3 kids pastors for Oxford Falls and the 11 campuses around Oxford Falls. So they have, uh, well, Nick says he has three hats and tries not, not to wear them all at once. But Nick and Stacey are a young couple with a passion and a heart for God and for families and for children. And uh, he, he brings that passion with him wherever he goes. And so uh, I want you to put your hands together for Pastor Nick as he comes to the States. Thank you. Come on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys hang around for a bit. Is that all right? Um, hey, so, so good to be in church. Hey, why don't you lift your hands? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just get the band to play for a bit as you lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. No matter how you came in to this place, no matter what's going on in your world, God wants to meet with you right here this morning. No matter whether you felt like coming, whether you felt like you needed it or you didn't, God wants to meet with you here today. God, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you that you meet with us here right now. Thank you, Jesus. With every hand lifted right here, God, is a sign of surrender to you. God, that you would move in this service today. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what? I want to pray for some people this morning, if that's all right with you. Cody, can I pray for you? Is that right? You want to come down here? I'll lift, lift your hands, mate. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you. God, we magnify you. Why don't we begin to pray this morning, church? Just begin to lift up your voice to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for Cody. God, we thank you that you've called him a mighty man of God. Do you know I see God putting things in your hands, tools in your hands, and He's going to equip you and is equipping you for the things of God. I don't know what you're dreaming. I don't know what you're thinking or you're planning for your own life, but God has a plan for your life, and it is there to prosper you and to, and to give you a, a future. And I thank you, Jesus, right now that you would use this man so powerfully and so mightily. I, I see you standing. You're like, you're standing right where you are in the shadow of your future self. 
and I see you standing and I see you lifting your hands and I see the, the shadow of your future self lifting, your, lifting his hands. And as you begin to look to the future, what God has got for you, you are going to be shocked. You are going to be blown away with the things that God has for you and the man of God that God is calling you to be. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You need to be faithful with the little things that God has given you right now because He's going to use those things as seeds. He's going to use those things as foundations for the things that God has got for you. Thank you, Lord. Fill Him afresh this morning. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Kirsty, can I pray for you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Why don't you reach your hands out to Kirsty and pray with me and believe with me as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when I saw you worship leading, something skipped on the inside of me. And uh, I don't not look like a child or anything. <laughs> it's not like one of those stories. But something got excited on the inside of me. And hearing you pray, you ha- there, there is something on the inside of you that you haven't yet tapped into. I don't know whether you preach here. I don't know whether you speak here. But there is something that you carry. There is something, an anointing on you. And I felt like uh, the picture I got was that you were on your front foot, but I felt like on the inside of you, you were back foot. And I feel like God is calling you and drawing you to something new. And God, I thank you right now. Holy Spirit, fill her right now. God, I thank you that you would draw out, draw out the gifting, draw out the, the calling, draw out the passion, draw out the boldness, draw out the courage. And God, whatever those things have been hindering, Lord God, right now, God, we cut them away. God, we thank you for freedom in the name of Jesus. I I see God giving you words of knowledge for people. And I see Him giving you in the street. I see them giving you when you go to get a haircut. And you're not not meant to say, thus says the Lord. But I feel like God is going to give you words that are going to pierce people's hearts right through to the the issues that they're facing. I see you speaking into people's worlds and their eyes welling up with tears and their heart being broken. And they're like, what is on your life? And that's your opportunity, your door to walk into people's world. I thank you, Jesus, right now. Fill her afresh in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. Amen. How good is that? Woo! There's something on this girl. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise this morning. Woo! Boom. That's good. That's good. And uh, you you guys can take a break, have a Kit Kat or something. That's all. How good are the band? They're amazing. Why don't we thank them? Working so hard, getting here early, rehearsing, practicing, except Brendan. He doesn't practice. He's, he's just raw talent, Brendan. Yeah. You don't need to practice or rehearse. Uh, so excited. I am so thankful and grateful to be here this morning. I feel like part of the family. Does anyone feel like I'm just like that other son that got adopted somewhere else and you finally re-got connected again? <laughs> and, uh, but I am actually part of the family here because my family are here. Uh, Chris and Laura. How good are Chris and Laura? If you don't... If you don't know these guys, you need to uh, you need to give them money, you know, invite them over to your house, yeah, give them a house, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I love my family; they're amazing. And I tell you, who else I love is that your pastors, and uh, you have the most phenomenal pastors. And just I feel so blessed just sitting under your ministry. You know, even you know, the announcements, but that was anointed. It was so good. Just don't you feel the announcements? You're like, oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's so good. But we are honestly so blessed to be, you know, ministered to by such amazing men and women of God. And uh, I don't say this, it's not like the Mutual Appreciation Club. 
Uh, I say this because I genuinely feel when I come here, these guys are the most loving, most encouraging, you know, faith-filled people. And to do what they do week in and week out is no small thing. What they carry on their shoulders, you will never know unless you go and plant your own church what they carry. So make sure every opportunity that you get, you thank them. And, uh, and, and honestly, give them things, just, just whatever the Lord speaks to you about. Just get do it and, uh, and take every opportunity you can to honor them. Isn't that right, Brendan? Even though they're your in-laws, right? You need to look after your in-laws because they, they need it. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Vicky said, preach it. <laughs> preach it, fool. Uh, so I'm so excited. I want you to grab your Bibles. Uh, we're going to talk uh, this morning about a topic called Purpose Paused. And uh, it is a little bit of alliteration because I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, and that's how the preaching was back then. And uh, I'm not ashamed to say it, but purpose paused. And uh, yeah, speaking of family, I have a family. I wanted to show you my family, a picture of my family, which is cool. My wife, Stacey, is actually preaching. uh, Who went to the women's conference? Anybody go? What was it called again? Stay. So you didn't stay there. You came to church today, which is good. And I like that. That's good because it encourages me. I like people being there when I'm preaching. Although I have preached to myself a lot and it is a good skill to encourage yourself in the Lord. And that's my wife, Stacy, And uh, she is phenomenal. She is honestly my inspiration. And uh, she has a relationship with God like nobody else. And uh, through the things that she's been through and we've been through, she's like that steady, steadfast person in our world. She's like a legend. She loves the Holy Spirit. And um, that's my daughter, Briley. Uh, on the left-hand side, she is a cutie. She like loves craft. She's she's getting into the sass stage, like attitude stage, which is really funny. And uh, she's like the cool kid in her class. So everyone hangs around her, and everyone wants to. And like apparently last week there was lots of girls crying because they weren't going to her school next year. And so, and even though Oxford Falls is very expensive, one family decided to send their twins to Oxford Falls Grammar School because Briley's going there. So she has influence, which is good. And uh, this is uh, influence for good. <laughs> and this is my son, Carter. He, he, he's a legend, my son, Carter. He's eight and uh, he's in year three. And he just finished up AFL a couple of weeks back. And uh, he was like, oh, not weeks back, a couple of months back. And he's like, dad, dad, what do I do? I can't, because AFL clashed with church. can't do anything anymore. I really loved it. And uh, he's like, what do I do? Like, I really, I love sport. He just loves balls, swimming, anything. He just, you know, he said, well, just join the next team that comes up at school. Just join it. So he did. And a T-ball team came up. Who loves T-ball? It's awesome. Oh, yeah, we love T-ball. And, uh, and so he joined the T-ball team and uh, he was the youngest in the team. He made the cut for like, it was mostly year fours, but he made the cut. And throughout the term, he comes home after each game and he was like, dad, dad, we're like smashing everybody. Like we're like, you know, hundred nil. <laughs> they were absolutely creaming every school that they'd play. And he's like, dad, you got to come and watch me play. So I'm like, okay, took off work for half the day and drove down and watching, watching him play. He was actually pretty good. He can, he's got good time and good eye coordination and this one time, he, he's like an encourager kid. He just loves people. And so he's standing there chatting to the guy from the opposite team on the base and, and the ball flies up. He's still talking and everyone's yelling at him, Carter, Carter, the ball. And he's like, oh, he's just talking, having a great time with this, this kid. And, uh, and, it, and he, all of a sudden he realizes what's happening and he's like, oh my gosh. But by the time it was too late to like get in any like position to catch the ball. And he's like, just pops out his right hand. He's like, bang, like that. And the ball just goes bang straight into the mitt. And he's like, 
oh my gosh, he's like jumping around, just ripping his shirt off, running. Right? No, uh, but yeah, he lo- he loves sport. Anyway, there, there's this fun. It's, it's actually really funny watching. Like, is anyone you know parents here of children or have been parents of children? You go to their sporting games. It's a bit funny sometimes. Anyway, so it's really funny watching this team because like I was watching halfway through the game. It was like twelve to three, and there was uh, the team were all set. The the bases were all loaded. It was like, you know, something out of a movie. Isn't that right, Brandon? You can use it as a script. Feel free. Uh, no royalties required. And and it's, it's like all the bases were filled. All the people were all in their positions. And, uh, and the, this guy from the other team comes out and just whacks the ball. And the ball goes through the midfield, through the outfield. And all of a sudden, I see this kid in the background. And it's like, his name's Noah. And so Noah's standing at the back. He's like, you know... This little kid doesn't look athletic at all. He's standing at the back, like far away. Like the coach is using binoculars to see this kid. He's so far out. You know, you heard of that term left, right out? Well, this kid, this kid was that definition of that room. He was uh, of that uh, thing. He was like right out the back as far. Anyway, the ball beats the midfield, beats the outfield, rolls all the way. It took like three hours to get to this kid. He gets the ball. He gets the ball. And he's standing there. And we all realize why he's, sta- like, why he's out the back. He gets the ball and he's getting the ball. He's like, ah. He's like, Ah, ah, got the ball. He's so excited. He's like, he's like, goes, he's like, goes to throw. And like all the team realized, oh no, no one's got the ball again. And so he's like, gets the ball. Ah, ah, ah. Meanwhile, the guy from the, first, you know, hits it off the home base. He runs around. The first guy gets in. The second guy gets in. He's still holding the ball. And everyone's like, Noah, throw the ball. And, and he didn't realize that all he needed to do to help his team win was just to release the ball. Just let go. In fact, it would have been far better for him to get the ball, turn around and throw it in the opposite direction because by that time the other team would have got it, thrown it to a base. And, but because he held onto the ball, he actually robbed his team of four runs. I was like, this kid, man, how did he, how did he even make the team? I don't know. This makes my son look really good because he's like, this guy's like weird. Anyway, the team are getting angry at him. Anyway, so it's like, Three plus four is seven. So it's like seven to 12 comes back to like the seventh innings, eight innings, whatever it is. Same thing happens again. The bases are loaded and he's like, and I'm like thinking, this guy has no idea what he has in his hands. He has no idea what he has in his hands. He has the potential to win the game, but, he, but he's holding it in his hand. The potential to win his game is he's holding it. And all he has to do is let go. Anyway, so it happens again through the midfield, through the outfield, back to, and now Everybody is going nuts. They're running, trying to intercept the ball before it gets to Noah. And he gets the ball. And I was like, God, this is so much like our life that we have the potential in our hands. God has given every single one of you a purpose. He's given you a future. He's given you a reason to be on this planet. And it's in your hands. And and you've got it right now. It's not someone else's responsibility to, to do the things that God has asked you to do. And God's placed this thing in your hands. And all you need to do is do something with it. God's given you this, this gift of life. And all you need to do is do something with it. And the purposes of God and the things of God and the blessings of God, they're already, we already have access to these things. All we need to do is just release it. Just let it go into our world. And so I was like, this kid, man, he's got, I was like, Man, this is preaching to me right now. It, like whilst I was watching this kid, I'm like, it's so much like my life. It's so much like your life where we have everything we need for life and godliness in our hands right now. 
Everything we need to see the church grow is in this room right now. Every single one of you right now. Everything that team had to, needed to win the game was on the field right there, right then. All they needed to do was have a revelation. All no one needed to do was have a revelation. It doesn't even matter if I make a mistake. It doesn't even matter if I do something that completely is the opposite objective of what I need to do. But as long as I step out in faith and let that go, that ball, you know, whatever it is in our world, you let it go and believe God that something's going to shift, something's going to change, and he stepped out in faith. I love that story. Uh, we're going to turn in our Bibles to Jeremiah 1 verse 5. This is kind of like, this is kind of like, I'm going to set some ground rules. Is there a timer somewhere? Because I could speak for years. Oh, good. Sweet. I'll say some ground. If I say something that's even remotely good, just feel free to like shout me down and say, that was good. I like that. Like if you're talking with a friend at your house or whatever, and they say something that's good, you're like, yeah, that's good. I like that. Well, I'm your friend. And I need that same encouragement. When, and when, you, when something speaks to you and like the Holy Spirit speaks to you or something happens and a light goes on and, or a, a brain explosion happens or something, whatever, you know, just tell me about it. <laughs> just go, yeah, that was good. That was good preaching. If it's bad, just keep it to yourself. All right. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to know right now. That's all right. Pastor Chris can whoop me later. It'll be awesome. Um, but yeah. And, and so the other thing I want you to do is I want you to, I want, I want you to get on the edge of your seat. All right. I have like a thing for backs of the seats. They should not be existed in, in, in church because you need to lean forward, ready in expectation that God's going to speak to you. You didn't come today for no reason. Did you know that? I certainly didn't come for no reason today. I didn't fly, you know, a couple of states across Australia to come for no reason. I came because I know that God's got something for you in this service this morning. And, uh, and I know that God has got something that he wants individually, uniquely for each one of you. And the Holy Spirit is here. It's not Nick LaGreca speaking. Well, it is Nick LaGreca speaking. But as I speak, the Holy Spirit jumps on those words and he speaks to people. And so if you get one thing, even one thing that I say that speaks to your life, I want you to go through those doors and I want to go back to your home and I want you to write it down. And I want you to think about it. And I want you to put it into action. I want you to do it. So lean forward. Get ready. We're going to read the Word of God this morning. And uh, so Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord. I love that we've got pirates in the Bible. Ah, sovereign Lord. Jeremiah was a pirate. Or either that or he was, um, yeah, Jamaican. Um, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a child. Just so you know, this is for us. It's not just about being a child. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I commanded you. Do not be afraid of them. Do everyone say, do not be afraid. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I've put words in your mouth. See, today I've appointed you over nations and kingdoms to uproot to tear down, to destroy, and to overthrow. And so this first verse, verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I don't know how you think you got here this morning. I think, you know, some of you, maybe your wife made you come. Uh, maybe you're here because you were born in the church. Or maybe you're here because your yeah, parents dragged you along. Whatever it is, God, whatever, whatever reason you think you came today, God actually wanted you here and God actually positioned you here and God actually wanted you to be here this morning in this church for a reason and a purpose. 
And I know that inside this room, like I said before, we have everything we need to see the house of God grow and see the house of God flourish and the house of God be generous to each other and the house of God to see kindness move and love move. Everything we have and everything we need is in this room because God has positioned you uniquely for such a time as this. Just like Noah, God had positioned him on the team to help the team win. Same with you right here. God has positioned you here as, a bo- as the body of Christ. You know, the Bible speaks of the, bo- of the church being like the body of Christ. It's the body. Each one of us have a part to play. Well, you know, if you don't do the thing that God's called you to do, you actually rob the body. If you're the mouth or if you're the, if you're the, if you're the stomach and you're called to be the stomach and you're just sitting there doing nothing, you don't, you're, not, you're not living out the life that God has called you to do, you are robbing the whole body of nutrients. You are, if you're the hand and you're called to, to, to be a deacon, for example, or whatever, that you're called to do something for God, but you don't. You hold it behind. The body's just running around with no arms, no hands, not able to do anything because you're not doing the thing that God has called you to do. I think if I have a, if I have a, a life message inside of me, it is that one thing that each one of you have a gifting and a calling. And if you're not doing it, you are robbing the body of the thing that God has called the body to be and do. And so we need the whole body engaged. We need to every single one of you doing the things that God has called you to do. And it's because that He has formed you, because He has made you, He has set you apart, He has appointed you. And it doesn't matter how, what you think, whether you think you're a lowly scum of the earth person. God actually made you and He loves you and He made you uniquely, even with the things that you feel like are, uh, are disadvantages or or weaknesses. He placed there for a reason. And He also placed others there to be strength in your world where you are weak. And when you are weak, God is strong. Uh, I love that term that we have an appointment. You had an appointment, not just to be at church, that you were appointed I love that thing because an appointment means that you have a time and you have a place. And you're here for a reason in this time and this place for, for a reason. And God has actually given you that appointment. I love the terminal. Anyone seen the terminal? The movie, the terminal with terminal with Tom Hanks. He is the best actor in the world. And he is Victor Navorsky. Victor Navorsky. He's a legend. Anyway, so he loses his paperwork. He, had a, he has a purpose. And his purpose was to get back home. But his home was in turmoil and war. And, and the evil guy in the terminal is making him stay. And he loses his paperwork to leave. And he's trying to find it. And apparently it's been lost in the rubbish. And he tries to chase the cleaner guy down who is like Gupta Singja or something like that. And every single time he goes, do you have an appointment? <laughs> but I want to say to you, you have an appointment. In this place, for such a time as this, and when you realize and when you get a revelation of that, it doesn't matter what is in your hand at the time. You have the ability to release that thing in your world right here, right now. And all you need to do is do something. You need to step out in faith and believe God. I want to ask you, what is in your hands? I've got a great little uh, video I'd like to show you, and uh, it's from a movie, The Last Jedi. Can we play that? Is that right? Will that work? Here we go. Maybe get the lights down. Maybe turn it up, peeps. I know this place. Built a thousand generations ago to keep these. 
the original Jedi texts. Just like me, they're the last of the Jedi religion. You've seen this place. You've seen this island. Only in dreams. Who are you? The Resistance sent me. They sent you. What's special about you? Where are you from? Nowhere. No one's from nowhere. Jakku. All right, that is pretty much nowhere. Why are you here, Ray, from nowhere? The Resistance sent me. We need your help. The First Order's become unstoppable. Why are you here? Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I'm afraid. I don't know what it is. What to do with it. And I need help. You need a teacher. That was that was amazing. <laughs> who, who loves movies? I'm like, oh my gosh, God is speaking to me right now. And I want to tell you today, you're just like Ray. Ray has something on the inside of her, and it's awakening, awakening. And uh, and she's she's scared. Maybe you're like Noah. Maybe you're like that guy with the ball. Maybe you're just so scared of doing something wrong that you don't do what God has called you to do. Or maybe you just don't think that you've got anything inside of you. I want to tell you that God has placed something on the inside of you, and He's going to awaken it. And right here this morning, He's going to awaken it. I want to I want to grab the band up if that's okay, or or just Jordan, or just Jordan. Yeah, just. But God is going to awaken something in your heart. Maybe God's already placed something there. And you're like, Ray, you know it's there. You know that for years and years and years, there's something on the inside of you. And you, you're busy doing it your own way. Maybe you're busy going off and earning heaps of money, but God's called you to do a specific thing. Maybe he's called you to minister to the poor. Maybe he's called you to minister to the, the, the wealthy. Whatever that God has placed on the inside of you, God's going to awaken it. And maybe you're fearful about that thing. Maybe you're fearful to step out in faith. Maybe you're like the disciples and uh, stepping out on the water is is not something that you're like bold. Hey, let's do it. Maybe you're not that kind of person. Maybe you're the person that sits in the side and goes, I, I don't want to get involved. Maybe you're like me when everyone's dancing at a party and uh, you just like sitting on the side. You, you hate dancing. You hate drawing attention to yourself. But I want to say God has positioned you for such a time as this. And He wants to release the things of God in your world. He wants to release the blessing in your, in your world. And how it happens is by identifying and saying, God, I see that thing. I hear your voice speaking to me right now. Hey, just close your eyes where you are right now. I see God giving people pictures. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. God can give us a vision. And it's like a revelation. It's like a light that goes on in your spirit and you begin to see. I see people seeing again. Maybe, you, maybe you've gone through a season or that you've lived in darkness and you've just keep putting your foot, one foot in front of the other and you just keep plodding. But God has called you and He's going to give you a vision of what He's asking you to do. And maybe you are a bit anxious. Maybe you are a bit worried. In Luke 12, in the message version, it says, 
What I'm trying to do, and this is Jesus, I'm trying to get you to relax. You're too focused on getting and working. I'm trying to get you to relax. You're so worried about being anxious about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to wear. I just want you to relax. And so part of the journey for Noah, you can open your eyes, part of the journey of of Noah, this little kid, is going to be the journey of just relaxing and just not worrying about what actually happens. I'm just going to step out in faith. And as I step out in faith, the Bible says, as a man makes his plans, the Lord orders his steps. And when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways and acknowledge Him, He will make your path straight. So it doesn't even matter what you do. In Ephesians, it says this, after we've done everything, that we just stand. So it doesn't even matter what we do. As long as it's in the pursuit of doing something for God, as long as it's in the pursuit of following Jesus, He's going to look after the rest. So don't be worried. Maybe God's telling you to start a business. Maybe God's telling you to read your word and prepare messages. Maybe, Kirsty, God's speaking to you. What about preparing the words of God to preach here in the morning? Maybe you haven't got the opportunity right now, but God's speaking to you. And I feel like God is saying to us, just like He was to Jeremiah, don't be afraid. He gave a, he gave a, a prophecy to Jeremiah and He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this with you. I'm going to make you a prophet to the nations of the world. And I'm going to use you, Jeremiah, to uproot, to tear down, to build and to plant. I believe the same things for you guys here this morning, that God is going to use this church to build things up, to plant things, to pull down strongholds of the enemy over people's worlds in this room. And whether how insignificant you feel, however, you, whatever part you play in this church, maybe just rocked up and you play no part, God is calling you this morning for something greater, to help shoulder arms with this body to see people meet Jesus. And uh, I, want, I want you to close your eyes before I finish here. Maybe that's, maybe that you've come this morning and you're saying, Nick, actually, I've, I've never actually asked Jesus Christ into my life. I want to encourage you. I was 16 in a room just like this, about this size. And uh, I was struggling with my family and I hated my life. And my friends brought me to church and a guy by the name of Russell Evans, who's actually South Australian, he was preaching and I was at the back and he was ranting and raving and going nuts and sweating and spitting. And he made this call, said, does anybody want to ask Jesus into their life tonight? And something on the inside of me my, began to, my heart began to beat faster. I felt something, I didn't know what it was and I felt my hand just shoot up in the air. And I asked Jesus Christ into my life for the first time in 1997. And maybe that's what you need to do here t- this morning. Or maybe you once knew Jesus. Or maybe you've fallen away from Him. The cool thing about God is that you're never that far away from God that you can't just ask Him back into your world. And God is only one word away from coming back into your life. So this morning, I want to I wanna say a prayer. And if you want to ask Jesus Christ into your life for the first time or afresh, most mornings I give my life afresh to Jesus. Pretty well every morning I say, God, I give you my life afresh. But if you need to do that, 
I want you to say this prayer in your heart with everything you've got this morning to the Lord. So why don't we say this together, believers as well. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it with all your heart. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my worries and my cares. Forgive me of the things that I've done wrong, where I've missed the mark or sinned against you. And help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. With every eye closed, I want to pray a prayer right here. And after the service, if you did lift your hand, and if you did say that prayer for the first time, I want to pray for you. Me and Brendan, we're going to hang around. We're going to pray. Pastor Chris and Vicky, we're going to pray with you. But we'd love to pray with you. So after, come down and we'd like to do that. But I'm going to pray for you right now. Why don't you stand to your feet as we come to a close. God, I thank you this morning. God, we thank you for every life that made a decision to follow you this morning. And God, for all those people who have made a commitment to follow you afresh. God, I thank you that you know where they're at this morning. God, you know their heart. You know what they're going through, what they're facing. And God, I thank you that you bring the peace of heaven that transcends all understanding. And God, that you will guard their hearts and minds. And as they go from this place, Lord God, that it won't be just a decision in a room on a Sunday morning, God, that it would be a walk and a journey with you for the rest of their days. And God, we thank you for this amazing house of God, this amazing church. God, I thank you that you will use this house, this church, to be a witness to this community. God, I thank you. And we see this place exploding with people meeting you every week. And God, I thank you that you'd use every individual to see the purposes of God happen in Adelaide. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. Let's give Jesus some praise and some thanks. Thank you, Pastor Nick. I think I'm going to forever have a, a vision of a ball in my hand and everybody yelling, let go, because that's the thing. I mean, the gifts that God gives us are not for us to hang on to. They're, they actually only work if we give them away. And uh, that was very powerful. It was awesome.